I think it just starts with saying yes. And whatever opportunity comes next, it doesn't stop searching for your passion. You can spend your whole life searching for your passion and never live passionately. So just start trying new things. Say yes. Quickly, you'll find things that feel good, things that don't feel so good. And and you'll develop new interests that you've never even thought of before. So try new things. Put yourself out there. Say yes. That's the students out there. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, I'm excited to have on Shane Feldman. Shane is the founder and CEO of Count Me In. He's also been on a show called Undercover High on A&E. And we get into a lot of the secret lives of, of teenagers because he, he went undercover. He looks extraordinarily young, uh, so he fit right in. And some of his findings were... Um, pretty darn insightful. And as a high school teacher, I couldn't agree with him more. So this is really just a wonderful conversation um, that if you're a parent, I'd really take a listen to. If you're a teacher, same thing. And if you're a teen, um, you know, some of his insights, is he right, is he wrong? And and for that matter, what are we doing about it on some of these things that we identify as problems? Uh, what are some of the solutions? I think for that and many other reasons, you're going to really love the show. If you have any feedback, man, we'd love to continue that conversation on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash startedup. Other than that, I'm going to get this started. Without further ado, Shane Feldman. All right, now I'm extremely happy to bring you the unbelievably young and handsome looking Shane Feldman. Shane, how you doing? (laughs) That's the best introduction I think I've ever had on a podcast. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. You can't see it because it's well, a podcast. It's but. funny because I'm like, I, you know, I've seen some interviews with you and I'm like, you know, when you see your bio and you see how old you are and you're like, you couldn't have played a high school kid. Oh, yep. There, there, there's his face. Yep. He's a high school kid. <laughs> so for the record, how old are you? Hilarious. I am. I'm 23. But, uh, you know, look a day over 13. I'm so, telling you, I, I was the same way, was. So enjoy it while you can, Shane. I'm 45 now and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you look so young for your age. And I was like, I, it, at the time it didn't seem cool, but man, it's cool. It's really cool. I, I have completely made terms with the fact that I will be carded well into my 40s, and I've embraced that that quality. You entirely. go into that good night. Yeah, absolutely. So Shane, come across your work. Uh, you've done... Obviously, the work that is near and dear to me, I'm a school teacher and and a person that enjoys media, and you have been right at the epicenter of both. Um, You know, you've done things that have have gone, you know, pretty viral, pain to purpose, but I'm going to start off with the undercover high, because that got all sorts of good press and was pretty eye opening. So for those who haven't discovered undercover high, go ahead and tell us what that's about and how that got started. Undercover High is a new documentary television series on A&E that follows uh, a handful of young adults immersing themselves in a high school embedded as teenagers to really uncover what it's like to be uh, a teenager today, really, and, and uncovering what the universal experience of public high school has become. Because, you know, obviously over the last several years, we've seen a lot of changes, and namely with uh, technology, not to mention the number of students in a classroom. So things are very different than, you know, even when I was in, in high school, starting high school, but, you know, about a decade ago, let alone when most teachers today were in high school. Uh, themselves so and and parents so really uncovering 
what is actually going on in the education space from the teenager perspective. Yeah. And obviously this could, we could go on for hours about this because there are so many different changes and, but based on their perspective, what is the average American teen really? Okay. I'm I'm just going to, I'm not going to come out and, and pretend that adults don't criticize today's kids. I personally, today's kids are being underserved. Um, what has been the, instead of our kids are letting us down, how do kids think that adults in education is letting them down? That's a great question. I think one of the most striking things that I found while undercover as a teenager for my semester back in, in high school um, was that there's this growing disconnect between teenagers and really adults in general, teachers, parents, other people that, that mean well, they just feel so misunderstood. Teens today are craving empathy. They're craving adults coming down to their level and saying, we hear you, we see you. And as connected as they are on social media, technology, there really is this growing disconnect between them and, you know, in their eyes, the rest of humanity, really, they just feel so isolated and alone which isn't surprising when you look at the sheer number yeah. of hours that are being spent on social. Well, yeah, let's, really, yeah, let's go over that falsifying connection, right? Yeah, let's go over the hypocrisy, Jane, because I mean, I totally agree. They're like, uh, you know, I, <laughs> just for laughs and giggles, one time I went to a, uh, well, it was a mall and I saw five teens there and none of them were with each other. They were all five with other people online. They mm-hmm. sat, they all five sat there and didn't talk to the people in front of them, they were online with other people there. And I'm like, you're missing the point. And so while I understand they do feel disconnected, um, they're a lot of times the ones disconnecting. Right. And, and for many of them, they don't know any other way. I mean, while I was undercover, I quickly found that about 90% of communication is done online digitally through Snapchat, Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram. And if you actually dive into the stats, the research is, is fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time. You know, the average 12th grader now spends six hours a day just texting and on the internet and social media. It, it's just, it's just ridiculous. You know, the, the amount of time teens who spend five hours or more a day on electronic devices are 66% more likely to have at least one risk factor for, for suicide or depression, right? So it, these are serious, staggering statistics that I think we're really shying away from. We're not focusing enough on. We really need to encourage teens and adults, for that matter, to disconnect from their devices to connect with each other. Yeah, this is where I get hot and heavy too, because when I hear a lot of people, let's just say in my age, like, yeah, these teens need to get off your phones. I'm like, um, uh, look at what, I mean, the stats are there too for people in their middle age. I mean, it's, 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 I'm not going to use it. It's, it reminds me, I was just having this conversation with my mom, actually, who's a a parent educator uh, herself. And she said it more beautifully than I've ever heard anyone else say it. She said, how can we criticize our young people for constantly being on their devices when we aren't showing up and offering them anything better in person? And I think that really drives home the message. You know, what teachers have right now more than anything else is this incredible gift of an opportunity to really show up, 
to be present and to offer unconditional empathy and acceptance and compassion Absolutely. to the, the teens in their rooms because kids are not getting that online and they need it. The more a teen feels valued, the more likely it is they're going to grow up into a healthy, stable human being. Yeah. And, 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 and teens aren't human beings. A healthy, stable. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think what also could be do, done is is show the balance. Like, it, it, I, I'm a walking contradiction at times. I get it because I have been one of the teachers that has been a big proponent of allow them to use their device. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the balance and safety of it because I mean, a lot of times schools will have these, um, you know social media is dangerous. Like they'll teach digital citizenship as in don't do it. And and I'm like, the average teen knows that, you know, like shocker, don't take a picture of your junk and send it. It's bad. Things will happen. Like they know these things. They still do some things every now and then, but we're also not taking a look at the benefit of, you know, we live in an age of digital branding that if, if you want to stand for something positive, you will trend and trend quickly. If you want to act like every other nincompoop that's doing stupid things online well that's not responsible so in some ways i'm like hey get online and brand and do good things and yet i'm also saying you know put down the phone every now and then kid um and and i always feel like again i like i am a walking contradiction but it's having those balances i think are are so 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 crucial of look yeah like look you know make make yourself a profile on twitter and things and then do great things but you know what when you're with your friends be with your friends. Yes. And, and I think, I mean, it's, it's even deeper than that. Uh, really good friends of mine, Blake Fly and Dave Anderson, who founded My Life Online, their entire mantra, their, their tagline of this workshop they do in elementary schools is teaching kids to be safe, smart, and kind online, right? So it's that trio. It's not just the safety that I do see schools stressing more and more, it's about how, how are you being smart? How are you really representing yourself online? Everything you do now from the age of four, you're creating your resume, right? Once you log online for the first time. And you know, I, I see these like infants on their iPads. It's just preposterous. I really do think more than anything, we need to strike a balance. And I'm all for teachers finding creative, innovative ways to incorporate technology into a lesson. I think it's a great tool for engagement, but you can't let the, the phones take over. You can't let phones be babysitters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be a, a catalyst. It can be a vehicle for good and for education, but it can just as quickly be a vehicle for a whole lot of negativity, additional pressure, lots of distraction. Um, so I, I don't, I think a lot of Teachers are falling into this this trap, understandably, of, okay, kids are on their devices, let's just find a way to incorporate it. And it's almost like an afterthought. Like, sure, take the next 50 minutes and go research this. Well, don't don't try and kid yourself that you are engaging in the classroom, that you're, you know, engaging in this lesson yeah. when you're really thinking that you're just letting the internet engage for you. I, I Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to know is, um, and I'm not trying to set you up for my own beliefs, um, so I'll just ask in a vague way, what are some other areas of concern on as far as like the anxiety, depression? Uh, what are some of the sources, do you think, other than social media? Because, I mean, according to the data, anxiety and depression are, are skyrocketing, and um, I want to know more of the sources, I do think a lot of it drives from from technology and just the changes that we're seeing 
across the board, uh, because that has also led to this increase in pressure and expectation and uh, kids consistently comparing themselves to others and coming up short when they compare themselves to all these picture perfect moments, literally that they see online consistently. Um, you know, all these people that are only sharing the best of their day. So, you know, of course we all feel less than when we're only seeing the best little seven seconds segments. Um, and, and I do feel that there's also this growing disconnect that is really driving just this misunderstanding. Um, so it's, it's kind of like this domino effect that I really think is, is driven by this, this change that we've seen so drastically, things are changing now faster than they ever have before, which is, you know, leading to the time of being a teenager, which was already unstable, riddled with uncertainty, is now, you know, picking that up and placing it in an overall uncertain, unstable world. Or, you know, that's how it feels sometimes with the no, added I, pressure. No, I would agree with that. Matter of fact, yeah. I, I think that they're getting a message that, Quite frankly, I'm mortified. Actually, before we pressed record, we were talking about some major tech companies that it's in their best interest to keep eliminating people and keep automating everything. And and I think that they're getting a message too of like, look, and this is something I harp on way too often. This is hopefully where I won't lose my audience, but I think that we have a college debt crisis. I think that there is a lot of anxiety over the how much debt do I have to pay off and over how many years? And then they're starting to take a look at a job market that fact of, you know, it's going down. Um, So many things are being automated. Now, the cool thing is, through, you know, a lot of, you know, we've always out innovated jobs, right? We don't deliver coal and milk anymore, but we created jobs in place of that. So I do think that there's still a bright future. But they're getting bombarded with um, messages of man, it's going to be really tough when you graduate. Um, Did you see any evidence of that of their like, they're weary of a bleak future? Not not exactly in the capacity of college debt. I think there's so much going on that seems much more close to home and and that's much sooner approaching for a high school student. Debt is kind of far out of their mind. I think we tend to push that aside. We're not going to think about the debt yet. Let's just focus on getting into college. And that in itself, you know, education is becoming more and more competitive. And it can be very stressful, especially if you're being compared to older siblings or cousins, or on the flip side, if you're the first generation graduate of high school, right? There's additional pressure when you feel you really need to give back to your parents in that way, who perhaps fought long and hard to get you here to, to this country or to where you are in your life. Um, so I just feel that there's, there's more and more being put on our kids than ever before. And again, you know, you just kind of made the reference to, you know, back in the day, sure, the pressure isn't that you need to help on the farm for seven hours, starting before the sun rises and help with a family business. And, you know, it's different, but now there is so much mental anxiety and mental pressure and so many emotional constraints that instead of coming home at the end of the day from working on the farm, looking, you know, maybe a little battered and, and bruised and dirty on the outside. Now, all of that is internal, which scares me even more because on the outside, and I'm absolutely guilty of, this myself. You know, we all put up this brave front and we might look shiny and clean on the outside, but, but inside many of these kids are being torn apart 
and I was in that that mix, right? Just feeling completely battered and bruised and isolated, not to mention desperately lonely sometimes, right? We we really, I think, need to not buy into that brave front, those towering walls that teens so carefully and thoughtfully construct to keep adults out. We really need to do our best to not break them down and terrify the kids, but slowly brick by brick, take down those walls so that, you know, we can let ourselves in and be the greatest support system that, that, that these kids really desperately need. My, my dear friend, Josh said, Josh ship says it better than anyone else. Every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. Not only do I genuinely believe that, but you can actually dig up research from Harvard that proves such a thing. Uh, it's, it's our job to get through the other side and just be the rock for these teens because they need it. It's harder to be a teenager today than ever before. I agree. I, although I will say this, I really am trying to train uh our students, the mindset of, we'll go out there and find them. Um, so much of the ownership is uh, been on the teacher and on the parent and, and as well as should be, you know, I mean, it's, it's our job, but um, I think a lot of the students that I've seen really get ahead, start looking for mentorship that they're not afraid to go out there and ask or say, look, I've identified you. You're clearly awesome. Would you mentor me? Matter of fact, the, the, one of the most flattering things that was ever done. I had a a student asked me to be on his board of board of directors of life. And I was <laughs> I like, I, Oh dude, I was flattered. He, and I was like, board of directors, are you starting a company? He's like, no, I want you to be on my lifetime board of directors. And like, he, he, he gave me my area. It was on, uh, it was on uh, spirituality and growth. I'm like, Oh dude, I'm honored. Like that was the most flattering thing I've I'm like, uh, of course I was going to say yes. And so like, he could have sat there and thought, man, I'd really like for Mr. Wetcher to help me out. But instead, he's like, hey, can I have your attention? Yeah, I need for you to give me some advice from the next, I don't know, 10, 20 years. <laughs> and, 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 and I... Incredible. I, uh, Pete Freeman, if you're listening. Um, so that is, while I think some kids are, are, are nervous and opining, hey, man, have the mindset of you could go out there and slay it too. And if you're like, man, I need one caring adult, Find them. And, and, the, and a lot of times you have a favorite teacher. And by the way, speaking on behalf of your teachers, because I am one and my dad was one and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we would be, I, I, I think a good teacher would cry if a student came up to me and said, I really need for you to mentor me. Done. Uh, and, and, and even though they, even though a lot of times like, well, that's your job, you should want to do it. You're right. But a lot of times we get stuck in the day to day and we may not have that, okay, let's, let's seriously sit down and talk. Let's hear about what's going on because we get stuck in the day to day. But you know, for, for, for you guys listening right now, you, you're between the ages of I don't know, 13 to 21. You need to ask. It's okay. It is. It's more than okay. You know, that that's, and, and for any teacher or caring adult or parent out there, know that as important as it is for you to stand up and you know conduct that lesson on algebra or to help ensure that you know your your 13 year old Johnny comes home safe at the end of the day and realize that mentorship is one of the most profound and impactful ways you can quickly shape 
the trajectory of a teen's life. The stats on mentorship, I could go on for days. It's just, it's remarkable. A kid, a, a kid with a mentor is 52% less likely to skip school, 46% less likely to use drugs, 58% more likely to get higher grades in school. And we're just talking about college. They're 55% more likely to go off to college. So there have been study after study, and I've nerded out on all, on all of this research. This is the reason why I launched MentorMyTeen.com, which is a whole online teen mentorship program. But of course, if you are able as a, as a teenager to, to find that mentor in your school or your community, or as a parent or, or adult to help, if you're not the right fit, to, to help your kids or the students in your class find the mentor and oh my goodness, if they come to you and ask to be on their board of directors, I would start crying. I don't even know how, I, it's funny. I talk to parents and, and teachers about keeping an eye out and wanting to be on their kids' board of directors. I've actually used that phrase before and I have other friends in the space that use it, but I've never in, in my years of doing this heard of a student going up and starting that conversation. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. I love it. And what a great way to flip the conversation around. Yeah. Well, and, and I, as I've said this story before in the podcast, it's the way I got my first job as well. Like there was a guy that I just, I, I admired what he did. And I called one day and I said, can I, and I, of course I wanted an internship. He's like, Hey, we don't have any internships. I'm like, that's okay. Can I just go follow you around? And he's like, I don't know. And I said, I'll buy you lunch. I mean, that's 20. And I said, I'll buy you lunch. And yeah, I mean, uh, ironically enough, the guy ended up did kind of mentor me. He gave me my first job right out of, right out of college. And, and so um, that, that while, you know, you, you could be the one asking as well. I mean, while you're quietly waiting, Hey, boy, I wish they show some interest in me. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you, you know, putting the pressure on them. Um, mm -hmm. so that was that, so undercover high it's going well. You got a lot of things else going on. Um, matter of fact, you can pick, you know, pain to purpose. What else do we want to talk about? Cause you've got a ton of things going on. So Pain to Purpose, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's a, it's a short film that really documents the founding of Count Me In, the organization that was really born out of a challenging transition that I had into high school the first time, uh, from my actual uh, first time in, in high school back almost a decade ago. Um, and what started as this school project, this idea for an assembly to bring other students together evolved into what's now this global movement of youth empowerment, volunteerism, and community engagement. And we work with students around the world. And this this video, so it's you if you if you haven't seen it, it's pain to purpose film.com. You can watch it. And it's just a very short telling of how Count Me and really came to be. And it was something that I really dreamt up as this way to not only inspire, but really show students that even in their darkest times, no matter what they're going through, your life is always bigger than that moment. Your, your life is always bigger than this moment, no matter how hard or dark it, it feels. Uh, and, and this was my way of really sharing that in you know, what, what I hope was going to be a way that, that impacted the masses. And now it's, it's incredible how many people have been impacted by this short film. You know, it's, it's really just a few minutes long, but I put a lot into it. And, you know, before I knew it, it's being shared like crazy online and news outlets are calling, asking to air it on TV. And it's, it just went a little wild. So I'm grateful. It's, it's just a, a little gift that I really wanted to release out there 
to what? pay for that inspiration that I got for mentors back in high school. Well, I think that's the genius part out of it. I mean, like when a lot of people are struggling to like, oh, this should either be 28 or 58 minutes. And in, in, in the day of vines and everything else, well, actually vines are dead, but like, you know, the attention span is shorter and a powerful message that can get the job done in three and a half minutes is impactful. And and so it was, and I, I think I even, that's how I came across it on Twitter. It's like, watch this. It's, you know, a really impactful three or I forget how the tweet went, but basically that was kind of what drew me in. I was like, Oh, it's impactful. It's about high school and it doesn't last too long. Um, right. <laughs> it was genius. And it's also, I thought of it as a thank you card, right? Cause really, you know, although I wanted to make this impact deep down, it, it was really a thank you letter to my school counselor that really changed the trajectory of my life and the teachers that mentored me and supported me along the way throughout high school, especially, you know, all, all those challenges when I was a freshman. So how long do you want a thank you letter to be? We all love feeling gratitude, but if you get a thank you card that's, you know, thicker than the novel you're working on right now, that's a problem. So I figured short, sweet to the point, let's dive in, let's share the story and, you know, let's, let's share this message in a powerful way. You don't need 39 minutes to do that or two hours. It just takes a few minutes. Awesome. Okay. So I, I want now two different pieces of advice. You've spent time with students. Obviously, you've spent time and associated with teachers. I want one piece of advice on uh, whether you're in high school or middle school, one piece of advice on you starting to reimagine or repurpose um, your life. And then also, same thing, one piece of advice for a teacher on something, something simple they can do tomorrow to start, you know, like you said, validating uh, their students? I love that. Great question. For, for students, uh, in addition to that reminder that no matter what you're going through, your life is bigger than this moment, because I think that's huge, but I already said that, so I won't use that as a cop-out. I do think that's important. But really what ended up leading me to that point and that realization was when I started getting involved in my school, in my community. I think it just starts with saying yes. And whatever opportunity comes next, it doesn't stop searching for your passion. You can spend your whole life searching for your passion and never live passionately. So just start trying new things. Say yes. Quickly, you'll find things that feel good, things that don't feel so good. And, and you'll develop new interests that you've never even thought of before. So try new things, put yourself out there, say yes. That's to students out there. To teachers and parents for that matter, show up, get off your, your devices, step away from technology just, just for a moment and, and show up, be there, be present. For parents, that might look like sitting down at the dinner table with no devices and embracing the silence because here's a little hack for parents. Teens think any silence is an awkward silence. They're so busy being bombarded by things throughout the day that any silence is an awkward silence. Meaning, if you sit down at the dinner table together as a family and there are no devices there to distract you and you don't badger them with questions, you don't ask them, you know, how was school today? You just kind of sit there and smile and eat. They're going to start talking. I promise they're going to start talking. They're going to feel awkward. They're just going to want to spill. So it's a little parenting hack. And, and for teachers, just try and get to know your students. Genuinely, I know you have a lot, 
not only a lot on your plate, but a lot of students you have to deal with. Some teachers, you know, well over a hundred in any given day. That might seem like a minuscule amount to you, depending on how many students you have to deal with. But just put genuine effort into knowing one thing, one thing about each of your students. Do they have a cat? Do they have a dog? Do they have breakfast this morning? Do they have siblings? You know, what's their favorite subject in school? And it's okay if it's not yours, right? Just knowing something because the interaction they have with you may be one of the only opportunities in a day for them to have a meaningful interaction with an adult. Many times we don't know what's really going on behind closed doors or in these students' homes or if they even have a home right now. You know, everyone shows up at school with different baggage and we don't always know exactly what's in there, regardless of how many memos you get or what's in their file. So just show up, just be there. And, and offer unconditional acceptance, support, and empathy. That's really what our teens need now more than ever. Yeah. I, I love the irony of you telling the parents to put the phone down. Well, it's, it's all of us, no, right? No, 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 no. It, it, it was spot, no, it's spot on. It was spot on. Yeah. Just because, uh, like, sometimes, well, first of all, what you usually don't like in others, you don't like in yourself. But um, I have. I mean, we're stressed, we're busy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, um, you know, if you're not paying attention, uh, that hurts and we don't mean it. Mm -hmm. And every now and then you need that quiet time. Um, do you, like, I know, uh, I'm big on family. Uh, we just had on a guest that, uh, helped start, uh, all pro dad. And, uh, he was off, off the air telling me, um, how important it is for that. Also that quiet time, prayer time, meditation, whatever you want to call it. So I, I loved hearing that. Um, but, but it did strike me that awkward silence. And, and I know exactly what you mean that we are so bombarded with noise, with distractions, with this and that, that sometimes just quietness is good. And uh, I, I love listening to the silence. Really yeah. Too. yeah. Or, or, or just being in the presence. Cause I, I, my wife, um, God bless her. We, we had, we have three children and the third was a little bit later in life. Um, and so I remember her saying to me, she's like, this is our last trip. Enjoy it. You know, my, my, my oldest is already a junior in high school and she's, you know, she's going to be leaving us soon. And, uh, I just remember when Grant was born, he's only in second grade. And she was like, seriously, savor it. Think about how fast Ava went. Think about how fast Anna went. This is it. And embracing those quiet times, man, you, you just, you really spoke to my heart because that's exactly, I, I do so many things and I'm so busy. And from time to time, Alicia will look at me and she'll like, stop. And uh, there will be my kids looking at me like, are we going to play Nerf War or not? And stuff like that. So I sincerely appreciated you saying that. And, and that was just sound, sound advice for all three audiences. Um, clearly I know where your heart is and, and love the work that you're doing. I think, you know, kudos to A&E for wanting to do a, not an overly sensationalized portrayal, um, but to, to take a risk and do this. So I, I think that that's awesome. But like, what else is for you, man? What's on the horizon? You're, you're doing all sorts of things. What's next? Definitely. Right now, uh, after taking, I mean, to, to do this show, to go undercover, I really had to step away from so much of my work for so long. So I, I took a nine month sabbatical in order to do it. So now I'm diving right back in. I'm very excited to be you know, going back on tour, not only speaking 
at, uh, at some student conferences and, and schools, but also doing a lot of parent events and uh, professional development teacher events. So really excited to be back on the road doing that because I had to take so much time off from doing that. And now I have all new things to share from my experiences over the past year, of course. So definitely excited to be back out speaking, doing the circuit again. And, uh, and working on getting this new uh, mentorship program out there to the masses, that this is my legacy piece. I know, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to speak to students forever. So the new mentorship program that I've launched at mentormyteen.com is really a, a timeless program, a video series that I poured a lot into in order to make sure that I really have something to offer students for years and years and years to come that is just hacked chock full of of value and really giving them the unfair advantage I wish I had in high school by giving them all the insider tips that I wish someone had given me. So those are the the two things that I'm really excited about right now, the mentorship series and the uh the speaking tour that I'm back on the road working on. And then Count Me In is continuing to grow each day. It's incredible. Our our team is now 40 strong, spread across three continents. And we have our next Count Me In Leadership Summit coming up, which is an intensive leadership training camp we hold each spring um, for students that range in age from 13 to 23. And they fly in from around the world for this camp for some real in-person meaningful connection and skill building where you know, phones are disconnected and we get to dive straight into serious leadership topics from communication to mental health to collaborative leadership and, uh, and everything in between. It's just remarkable. So there's a little bird's eye view glimpse. Yeah, getting back at it. No, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you are getting back and, and, um, you know, while that undercover time was obviously invaluable, uh, I, I think, these messages need to be heard loud and clear. Um, it, it's just been such an, a, a trying, unique time in the sense that while all the pressure on the competitiveness of getting into that college and being a part of this and part of that, this hyper, hyper, hyper connected time that we live in and, and competitive time that we live in, that's simply returning back to some empathy, uh, showing some care, um, stepping away from your phone and being in the moment is so, so important. So for that matter, or for that way, I sincerely appreciate all the things you do, Shane. It's, it's, uh, it's from a teacher and a dad. I really, really appreciate it. Well, it's my absolute privilege. I truly see my career as, as a gift and an honor. And I'm so grateful to do what I do every single day. It's in support of the teenagers who are my heroes and, the, the school counselors, administrators, and teachers who, you know, w- without them, I certainly wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing day in and day out. Sure. That's awesome. All right, Shane, other than that, also tell people where they can find you and any other, I mean, obviously you talked to mentormyteen.com. Uh, let's see, f- Twitter at Shane Feldman, that's S-H-A-N-E Feldman, F-E-L-D-M-A-N. What else? You an Instagram guy? What What else we got? Yeah, here? you can find me on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and shanefeldman.com is where I live permanently online in digital form. So uh, so shanefeldman.com will kind of get you everywhere you need to be. There you go, moms, dads, and teens, and teachers, to go check it out. All right, Shane Feldman, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. 
Okay, there you go. Shane Feldman. Man, I really enjoyed that episode. I think some of his insights were spot on. But again, we'd like to encourage you that if you have any comments or suggestions, go find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash startedup. Also getting a lot of emails lately. I sincerely appreciate that. It's the way we grow our show. Uh, and also, same thing with the suggestions for possibly upcoming guests. Case in point, today's guest was a suggestion on our Facebook page. So I sincerely appreciate that. Other than that, this is Don Wetrick reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya.